Hello everybody, this is Dan Trotter, Pretty Good Bible Studies. This audio is inferred in a set of three audios covering Matthew chapter 8. In the previous audios, in the previous sections of Matthew 8, we learned that Jesus had done many, many miracles, having left his Sermon on the Mount, gone down and, and was staying in Peter's house in Capernaum, and from there he was ministering to all kinds of sick people who came from all over the place. And he was healing all that was sick and diseased, caused very, very big commotion. He then got into a boat and was leaving from the, he was crossing the Sea of Galilee from the northwest side where Capernaum was to the southeast side where Gadara was. So we start in, in verse 28 in Matthew 8. When he had come to the other side, if you, if you recall on the way over, that's when the big storm came up and he was sleeping on the cushion in the back of the boat and he stood up and rebuked the sea and the wind. So that's our context. When he had come to the other side of the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him as they came out of the tombs. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. Now, Mark and Luke, instead of calling the, the area the region of the Gadarenes, they say they use the term Gerasenes. That's because the capital of Gadara was... Garasa, and and therefore you could refer to the same place by two different names. There is no contradiction. This is also the area of the Girgashites. Joshua drove the Girgashites out of Canaan, and the, and the Girgashites were one of the Canaanite tribes that were listed in Genesis 15. Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Now, we need to discuss a problem here, problem of harmonization. This verse says that two demon-possessed men came and met Jesus as they came out of the tombs. The parallels in Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 20, and Luke 8, 26 through 29, those parallels mention only one demoniac. John Gill reconciles this by saying this, Mark and Luke only mention the fiercest one with the legion of demons because he was the principal one who spoke to Jesus, and Matthew mentioned the second, uh, second demoniac who was not quite as dramatic. Now, these men were demon-possessed. Does that mean that the meaning was accidental? John Gill, John who loves to speculate on things, he said that not even Satan knew that the meeting would occur. Otherwise, he would have kept the demoniacs out of Jesus' path, which is my note, for their own safety. Well, I don't know whether the demons knew Jesus was coming or not, but they had to face him. And again, demons don't like to face Jesus. Now, they were in an area of tombs in the, t in the time of the Jews. Adam Clark says that, couplers were generally built over the tombs of Jews. A structure was built over the tombs so that people could stay there. I don't know. Probably they lived in tombs. It was not unusual for some cave to provide burial for dead and shelter for the living, according to the NIV study Bible. And often the very poor people lived in these kind of caves. And it could be that demon, the demons deliberately drove these demoniacs to the tombs because demons delight in places of desolation and ruin. Well, for whatever reason, Jesus runs into them there. And in verse 29, it is recorded by Matthew that suddenly they shouted, What do you have to do with us, Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? What time? Well, the options are this, the time of their judgment. The demons were afraid of being thrown into the abyss, and they didn't want to be tormented before that happened. It's interesting, if that's the case, the demons know that they're doomed. They know that they're going to go into the abyss, but by golly, they don't. They want to enjoy themselves. They want to do what they want to do before they're finally shut up. And I used to think that was crazy and irrational, but if you think about human beings to do the same thing, a lot of human beings know they're going to hell. They say, yeah, I know I'm going to hell, I don't care. And I'm, But I'm going to enjoy myself and eat, drink, and be merry before I go. So I guess that's, it's psychologically understandable that a demon might think that way. 
We read in Luke 8, 31, the, the demons begged Jesus not to banish them to the abyss. And in Mark 5, it says, and he, the demoniac, kept with the legion of demons, he kept begging him not to send them out of the region. Revelation 9, 1 says this, the fifth angel blew his trumpet and I saw a star that had fallen from heaven to earth. The key to the shaft of the abyss was given to him. So it's just a name for hell, basically. Is they were afraid of being locked down there in hell forever and not being able to roam around on the, on the earth. Now, this is the general, more usual interpretation, according to Adam Clark, that the time that the demons were worried about was the end of the world when they were going to get locked up forever in hell. But John Gill points out that there's some other options. It could be the time that the demons had proposed to themselves to remain in the demoniacs. We plan to be in these demoniacs for a good long time, and now, Jesus, you're trying to kick us out before our lease is up? I think that's kind of problematical. I don't really think that's what Jesus meant, what the demons meant. Or Gil says it could be the time of Jesus' setting up of the kingdom of God. You've come here to torment us up, torment us before you set up your kingdom. I think the traditional interpretation probably makes more sense here before the time of the end when we get thrown into hell. But the interesting thing is here, the demons knew what was going to happen. If that's the true interpretation, the demons knew that they were going to hell and they still wanted to operate and enjoy the, the little time they have, even though they know that they're doomed. They operate in full rebellion against God in accordance with their own selfish, filthy desires, even though they know that they're doomed. This little phrase here, what do you have to do with us, son of God, that's an idiom. It basically means, what do we have in common? Or mind your own business. Actually, the best way to translate it, and the NIV Study Bible, in fact, does translate it that way, on Mark, or, or tells us what it means in Mark. Chapter 5, verse 7 in their note, they say this phrase means mind your own business. What do we have to do with you? You do your thing, we do our thing. You spread your kingdom, we'll stay here in the kingdom of darkness and here in these tombs. Leave us alone. We're not hurting you, Jesus. We're not getting in your way. Jesus didn't buy that for a minute. Now, the demon said, have you come here to torment us before the time? If you emphasize that here and make it mean something, it may have significance, John Gill says, because the here was in a Gentile territory. The demons might be saying, you've already started clearing demons out of Jewish territory, and now you're cleaning us out of Gentile territory? Hey, you stay on your side of the lake, we stay on ours, we'll, we'll just leave each other alone. But that's not the way it works with Jesus, because Jesus is going to have full authority and dominion over the whole world and over every demon that ever existed. Demons have no place to hide. They're toast. They're history. Jesus is going to take care of them. Notice the they Suddenly they shouted. That's because there's more than one demon in this man. This was the, the man that had a legion of demons, a lots of demons in there. The parallel in the Mark has it as singular, the man speaking, and he cried out with a loud voice, What do you have to do with me, Jesus? As many demons are speaking, but the man only had one voice. That's how you reconcile. Mark was just pointing to the, the man speaking, one man, and, and Matthew's pointing to the fact that many demons were speaking through that one voice. If you've ever heard a demon speaking, I have. It's a nasty voice. It's just horrible. Kind of rasping, nasty sounding. And so this is what Jesus was de dealing with. A crazy guy in a tomb with a shouting these crazy, horrible, nasty voices. Going to verse 30. Now a long way off of them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. Now, Jews didn't raise pigs, obviously. They weren't supposed to because they thought they were unclean. Leviticus 11.7 says the pig, though it has divided hooves does not chew the cud. It is unclean for you. And a large number of Gentiles lived in this area. Now the question is, is who was raising those pigs? It could have been the Jews raised pigs to sell to the Gentiles against the law. 
even though the law clearly said they weren't supposed to do it. They could have been doing it, or they could have been Gentiles feeding those pigs, and that's going to be uh, an interesting thing when those pigs get thrown into the lake, into the Sea of Galilee, when they run off the cliff. It's 2,000 of them. That's a lot of property that was being lost. So we'll talk about uh, whether there were Jews or Gentiles that owned that property uh, in just a minute. Let's go now to verse 31 in Matthew 8. The demons continue. If you drive us out, the demons begged him, send us into the herd of pigs. Now again, the us refers to the legion in Mark chapter 5, verse 9. What is your name, Jesus asked. He asked him. Jesus asked the, the man, the, the, the man who was, had a demon, the demoniac. And the answer was, my name is Legion, he answered him, because we are many. My name, singular, is many because we are many. So you have the, the singular and the plural kind of mixed up together. But anyway, however that was, there was a lot of demons in this man. Now notice the weakness of the demons compared to Christ. They begged Jesus. They didn't say, they didn't demand. They just said, please, please, please. Demons are scared of Jesus, and demons are scared of Christians who have Jesus in them. The Holy Spirit in them. I, people, a lot of times people get scared of demons, especially in China. I remember several times, two converts that I was working with, They both of them were convinced that demons were around them in the house. And they might very well have, well have been. That One of them had a, her grandmother had a, some kind, it wasn't even a Buddhist. It was some kind of pagan temple that they they bowed down to and fed all the time. And, and they acted horribly. And, and the, even non-Christians will talk about demonic stuff all the time. So they, they're very close to demons over there in that traditional culture. And so it, and so they get afraid of demons. And I would always say, no, no, the demons are afraid of you. You're not afraid of them. And here we see here the demons are begging him. They, they, they show themselves as frightened and, and, and afraid. Why did they ask to be sent into a herd of pigs? Now, it's obvious that demons have a desire to be embodied. They don't like to float around in the air. They like to, to be in somebody. I don't know why, but they do. An option as to why they would want to go into the pig is maybe is that they would want to harm something. They couldn't harm the two demoniacs, so maybe they could harm the pigs because that is the essential nature of a demon is it likes to destroy. The de devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy in John chapter 10. Demon, it could be because the pigs are filthy. They're nasty animals. Demons are filthy, so it's appropriate that they would live in demons. That could be. Or it could be that the demons hated the Gadarenes so much they wanted to destroy their property, and this, this would turn the Gadarenes against Christ when their property was destroyed. Now, Jesus didn't worry about this at all, obviously, but this is exactly what happened. Later on, we'll see that the Gadarenes asked Jesus to please leave. Leave us alone. We don't want you around here. And that raises a question. Why did Jesus comply with this demonic request to send those demons into that herd of pigs? Well, again, we'll talk about that in a little bit later. Here's another interesting question. Why didn't Jesus just send them into the abyss just like they asked? I mean, it wouldn't hurt anything to have them locked up into eternal punishment into hell. Why did Jesus just do that? They didn't want to go there. Why would Jesus comply with their wish to do something that they wanted? Why did Jesus give them their request. They wanted to stay in the demoniacs. Jesus, was, Jesus wasn't going to let them do that, but he did let them go into the pigs is what the demons wanted. Why did Jesus let the demons have something that they wanted? Well, here's a possible answer. It could have made a much bigger impression on the onlookers to see the pigs drown. It demonstrated Jesus' power better, and that is one possible solution. But we'll talk some more about those pigs being destroyed in the lake in just a minute. Now we'll go to verse 32, 33, and 34. 
Go, he, Jesus, told them, told the demons. So when they had come out, come out of the demoniac, they entered the pigs. And suddenly the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and perished in the water. Then the men who tended them fled. They went into the city and reported everything, especially what had happened to those who were demon-possessed. At that, the whole town went out to meet Jesus. When they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. Just like those demons begged to be put in the pigs, the Gadarenes begged Jesus to leave their region. Again, the question is, why would Jesus do something that would destroy their property? Is that moral? Is that just? And why would he do something to hurt his ministry where people don't want to receive him anymore? We'll talk about that very shortly. First of all, let's take care of some details. They perished in the water. That's in the Sea of Galilee. And it's interesting that though I've just asked, why did Jesus give the the pigs their the demons their desire to be in the pigs well he did but what happened to the pigs they all drowned so the demons didn't get what they wanted in the end anyway so that answers that question jesus may have actually foxed them tricked them by seemingly consenting to the demons request knowing that the request wasn't going to be ultimately yet ultimately met because those pigs were going to go drown themselves in the water i don't know but at any rate the pigs didn't get what the demons didn't get what they want Some people say that this drowning in the water is symbolic of the abyss the demons didn't want to go into. I don't know, whatever. But whatever, the demons got theirs. Now, these Gadarenes who came out of the city to the edge of the Sea of Galilee there and begged Jesus to leave, they were probably more concerned about their financial loss than the delivery of the men from the demons instead of being happy. Oh, that's great. Demoniac secured. No, they didn't care about those two crazy people in the tombs. They cared about their livelihood. Now, they were too afraid to order this man who had this kind of power, Jesus. They were afraid to order Jesus to leave. Think about this. Jesus was not in his home area. He was in a foreign area, and usually foreigners have no power. Having lived in China for 23 years, I know how that is. You're an alien. You're a guest. And so here Jesus is doing all this stuff, throwing their pigs in the water, and so they came, but they didn't tell him to leave. Go back to your own home, Jesus. They begged him. They were scared of him, I'm sure. This thing about Jesus answering the prayer of demons, John Gill has a good site here. He says, Jesus will only answer the prayers of demons and sinners when the prayer echoes his justice. So what Jesus did was just for the demons. We still got that problem, of the, uh, though, of how is it just for the Gadarenes who lost their pigs? All right, so let's look at that. Was it just that Jesus would destroy people's personal property? Now, we have two different possible situations that give different answers to that question. First of all, we don't know who owned that property, those pigs. Were they Jewish owners or were they Gentile owners? Well, let's assume first that they were, for the sake of argument, we don't know. For the sake of argument, let's assume that the owners were Jews. Well, if they were, they were violating the Mosaic law because they weren't supposed to be growing pigs. They weren't supposed to be growing the pigs for themselves to eat. They weren't supposed to be selling pigs to other people to eat. They were violating their own laws, and so they got exactly what they deserved. They broke the law, and Jesus, the new lawgiver, says, Hey, you're breaking the law. Your pigs are gone. That's the easiest answer to it. Now, there is a possibility that the owners were Gentiles. Well, let's assume for the sake of argument that the pig owners were Gentiles. Well, then Jesus showed that he had authority over the demons who were influencing the Gadarenes. The object lesson that he showed was worth more than the pigs, and Jesus had sovereign rights to do what he did. Since the heathen people in the area, this is John Gill's argument, by the way, since heathen in the area were idol worshippers, it was appropriate that they would suffer financial loss for their idolatry. Gill doesn't say this, but I'm thinking it could be they were sacrificing these pigs to the idols. I don't know. As they, I don't know how they did their, their, 
the idolatrous worship, but the idea they were idolaters, and so uh, they were losing the objects of their, their sacrifices to the idols, could be. There's another thing we can note here. Jesus didn't send the demons into the pigs. He merely gave them permission. It was the idolaters' demons that destroyed the pigs. Jesus just said, leave, go. And he gave them permission to go in the pigs, so he didn't directly destroy those pigs. The demons directly destroyed the pigs. I think that's kind of not a very good argument because Jesus indirectly caused the destruction of the pig, so he was responsible for the action. Well, for whatever whatever the answer is, and I believe the easiest answer is, is the, the owners were Jews and they got what was coming to them because they were breaking the law. But it's interesting that the Jews later on blamed Jesus. They blackened the name of Jesus, according to John Gill, who is a rabbinic expert. He, he said, look, this man came and destroyed property. So the Jews picked up on that argument later on trying to uh, deny the glory and messianic nature of Jesus, the glorious messianic nature of Jesus. And of course, the Jews don't mention the fact that that pitiful demoniac was marvelously delivered. That that didn't bother them. That didn't interest them too much. This herd that went into the sea, as I said earlier, was about 2,000 pigs, Mark 5, verse 13. And he gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs, and the herd of about 2,000 rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned there. And by the way, this doesn't mean there were 2,000 demons in the demoniac. The, the, the demons came out and possessed a few of those pigs. They panicked and ran down the bank, and the rest of the pigs, the unpossessed pigs, ran after them. Now let's look at some options concerning the motives of those townspeople who came out to see Jesus. Did they come out to look because they loved and respected Jesus? Well, obviously no. Did they come out of curiosity? They wanted to see such an extraordinary person who controlled demons. Yeah, maybe so, but I think the real reason is for fear for further financial loss. Another option could be that they were afraid Jesus would, Jesus would further punish them for their sins. And that might be the reason why they didn't complain about the loss of their pigs. That is kind of interesting. You would think somebody drove 2,000 pigs. I mean, that's a lot of money for agricultural people. They didn't say a word about it, didn't complain about it. They might have come out with evil intent in their minds to destroy Jesus, but when they got there, they changed their mind. When they saw him, they said, eh, maybe this guy just ran 2,000 pigs in the lake. Maybe we better leave him alone. It's hard to say. I think the best option for what their motives were is they were trying to save their money, save their financial situation. The fact that these demons entered into the pigs shows an interesting detail about demons. Their movement from place to place shows that they are circumscribed by space. In other words, demons are spatial entities. They're spiritual. You can't see them, but they are spatial. They're not omniscient. So a lot of times people say the devil did this and the devil did that. What they're really saying is a demon who happened to be around did that. And there's another interesting thing about demons. There's only a certain amount of them. And as more and more and more Christians get saved, we have this situation. The body of Christ is getting bigger and bigger, and the number of demons is static. So that means the number of demons per Christian is getting less and less and less as time goes on. That was an idea that came to me several years ago, and I've been fascinated by it ever since. That means we ought to be even be less afraid of demons as we join in spiritual warfare with them. Now, notice it wasn't only the pig eaters, excuse me, the pig owners who entreated Jesus to leave. Luke chapter 8, verse 37 says this, Then all the people of the Gerasene region asked him to leave. All the people, not just the people who owned pigs, because they were gripped by great fear. So they were just afraid of him. He, Jesus, Jesus was a powerful force that they could not understand. They didn't fear him in a proper sense, in the sense of reverence. 
They were afraid of their sin, and they were afraid that Jesus was going to harm them. So apparently these people didn't have the best attitude in the world. And again, I think that helps explain why Jesus wasn't too concerned about their pigs going down. That's it for Matthew chapter 8. I hope you enjoyed this, this short audio, and I hope you listen to the next ones. We'll take up Matthew 9 next. 